0: Check House is presented by Callaway Golf, the number one iron in golf. Their irons have a face built to change the game, to push the industry further and iron performance farther. If you're not playing an iron with Callaway's industry-leading 360 face cup technology, then you're playing inferior technology. Callaway, the number one iron in golf. And a big thank you to our other sponsor, Harry's. Manhouse, I am so glad that this is going to be a sponsor with us this week. I am a Harry's customer. I actually found out about him on a podcast and they are a phenomenal operation. There's a reason house that they're only products in the drugstore locked inside a plexiglass case. They're too expensive and they're a total ripoff. When you stop and think about it, it's because razors are overpriced and people actually are more likely to steal them than any other product in the store that's why i love harry's they are beautifully made and affordable they're high quality german engineered blades for a close comfortable shave no cuts or burns they sell these blades at factory direct prices shipping directly to your home half the price of leading brands they come in the most beautiful packaging everything is just so awesomely done, and uh, I love all their products. Over one million guys have made the switch. Thousands more switch every day. The Harry's starter set called the Truman, which is how I started out, is an amazing deal. For $15, you get a razor, uh, moisturizing shave cream. They have an awesome shave cream. Three razor blades. Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase with the promo code HOUSE. Go to harrys.com right now. That's harrys.com. Make sure you use the code HOUSE at checkout to let them know who sent you, and you will Absolutely not regret using Harry's.
1: Welcome to the Shack House Pod. This is Bill Simmons. I'm crashing the Shack House Pod for at least the first part of it. As always, Jim Shackelford and Joe House are on the line. But they are calling, or they are, they are what's the right word? Recording? Speaking from Augusta, <laughs> Georgia, where the Masters are. How are you, fellas? Great.
2: Outstanding. House.
1: House. Although I'm a little hungry. I was going to say they there there's some good food in Georgia I've heard. So, um we wanted to uh we wanted to run this as a BS podcast and thought it would be weird if I wasn't on it. So I'm just going to be on it for like the first 12 minutes. I really wanted to talk to both of you guys though about the Tiger Woods Sports Illustrated article which got me thinking about Tiger Woods for the first time. In a while. And then two days later, he announced he wasn't playing Augusta. Jeff, start with you. Tiger Woods. Um, what happened to Tiger Woods?
0: Oh, Bill. No, yeah, no, that's, that's why it took Alan Shipnook 6,000 words to get to the point. Uh, I would say, number one, obviously, the, the scandal kind of broke him mentally. The back stuff was, uh, you know, it's a, probably a product of, of numerous things, I, um, starting with uh, maybe having Dr. Galea uh, help with the back before and maybe mm. not helping the back uh, anymore with his magic potion kit, mm. uh, the cruelty of golf and, the, and the, the hideousness of the golf swing on the back. But he's a a broken guy. The scandal humiliated him. He is still angry at golf writers who weren't the ones writing George Lopez's jokes and Jay Leno's jokes every night. But for some reason, he hates us. Like, he just had another Friday news dump about not playing in the Masters last week. A perfect example, just kind of like his way to stick it to the eight people who still have to write a story on Friday night about him. So, he's very bitter about that. Understandably, it was a humiliating thing. But he's letting it linger to the point where I think it's probably still not exactly helping him recover from his uh, back issues.
1: House, is it like a, like a child actor, too much, too soon? I don't think it was too much, too soon. It was uh,
2: more of like a, a, a lack of experience in one certain aspect of his life, right? He, he um, was He's a smart guy. He's an accomplished actor. Uh, Athlete, He he accomplished a whole bunch of things in his life and then got around to the, um, you know, connecting with the fairer sex portion of his, his life and didn't really <laughs> have a roadmap for, um, you know, handling that. And whatever example his father set appears to have not been the best. So uh, it's funny that that's the thing that derailed him, um, seems to have derailed him, and obviously the health issues. Are also also figure prominently in there, but I, you know, it it, it occurred at a weird time in in his life. Um, he had the world by the tail. I mean, the, you know, he was the most recognized athlete. He was in Michael Jordan's rarefied air in terms of worldwide, uh, you know, m- media marketing promotion dominance, and the whole thing, um, you know, drove off the side of the road one Thanksgiving night.
1: So. I, I, the thing i liked about that si piece and i don't think anyone's written the right tiger piece yet the, the kind of with some distance piece that had a lot of elements that i thought were important to put together in the same story you mentioned the tiger woods and his dad and how his dad was just a legendary hound and was out there all the time and when when you're close to your dad <laughs> that's the that's the role model you know so that's one one problem um, there was a whole section in that article that seemed to be written very carefully about how Tiger put on 20 pounds of muscle and how he was jacked and he had unbelievable energy and an unbelievable workout regimen and all of a sudden wanted to be a Navy SEAL and was there's that famous Sports Illustrated cover of him with the, you know, flexing his bicep and he was just jacked and I'm not sure that guy's body was meant to be that way. Now, I don't want to speculate on Maybe how it got that way, although there's some interesting Google results that seem to suggest certain things. (laughs) Um, But I think he put on too much weight, and it just seemed like he moved toward the by the you know 2008. He's in in just this war. He's like a volcano, you know. He's like this. He's got all this muscle. He's feeling great about himself. He's kicking everyone's ass. He's he's hooking up with all these ladies all over the place, and it was like watching somebody in a fictional movie headed for a crash. But my question to you, Jeff, physically, you know, that the knee injury that he had, couldn't you just, could maybe we're overthinking all of this and maybe that knee injury, it's just impossible to come back from that as a golfer.
0: Well, first of all, his, he's got a, a vanity thing about his legs. He has tiny legs. So that drove part of the upper body stuff, but um, wait, wait, wait I a second I hold
1: that? what what do you mean he's got a vanity he he's got a little his scrawny legs?
0: oh he's got this he's got very scrawny legs and he feels yeah he's very insecure about him but he's able to add weight on his upper body so that's part of the reason he did that um and he and he, he did it also obviously the ladies liked it and it it gave him an aura bill it, it, he had an intimidation factor with the other players as an athlete. That he rode, and once he lost that, it changed everything for him. Kind of when you're, you're around the other guys, and you, you know, they're not scared of you anymore, and that's what that really started to happen. I mean, when Wai Yang is staring him down, uh, that was sort of the sign when he had to kind of resort to gamesmanship and yeah. different stuff. Standing behind him while he's putting, and um, and that was kind of when the aura started to go. And then obviously the the personal life stuff was starting to happen too. He kind of, but I also love you know the personal life thing was it was a distraction bill it, it, it you know now he has so much time to think about everything and for a golfer to have a distraction and you know even if the distraction or jocelyn james uh, james's text messages um and and they're kind of weird it, it got his mind off of thinking about golf and when he lost that uh, that combined with the aura and then the body's starting to fall apart it was just a it was just a triple whammy and then the humiliation factor of being caught. Yeah. Um I just don't think he's ever recovered from kind of the the anger and bitterness of that.
1: So you don't you don't believe that just physically once he once he had that knee reconstructed and he keeps having issues with it then his back starts to go. Yeah it, there has to be something to the fact that the guy's just a mess physically. He's only 40. You know, it's, it's, Well,
0: he's also yeah, but he's a little bit of a hypochondriac. I mean, he's kind of – and I don't even know if that's the right definition, but he's always had – Jason Day now has it too in golf. They just – every little ailment they treat like the end of the world. Right. And he had that for – he's always had that. You ask the people who know him, that's, that's just kind of always been the thing. They go, oh, boy, here we go, another, another flare-up.
1: House, we, we always talk about how invincible Steph Curry is and how the shooting and just we've never seen this. This guy's the greatest shooter ever and all that stuff. And then you see, you know, reading that story reminded me of just how fucking unbelievable Tiger was. Like he was just, just the the shot making, the putts, the putt in the dark in the President's Cup, the drives. We had that whole discussion about whether we'd have to change the master's course for him. It's a little like what's happening with Curry now with, with the shooting. And it makes me wonder, like maybe he just did get knocked out of that frame of mind. So could Steph Curry get knocked out of this frame of mind? Like imagine Steph Curry just becomes a 38% shooter. I, I, I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Steph. <laughs> okay. Steph Good, because I
2: was worried. I think sort of <laughs> physically, I don't see Steph having um, the the kind of physical ability to sustain what he's doing right now over a five to seven to, to nine year Period. I think we're going to get hopefully at least another two years of it, but you know the best bas- yeah. the, the half life in basketball is so much shorter than in golf. I mean, part of Tiger's aura uh, and and the the dominance that became its own like repeat loop was um, him doing it so repeatedly uh, and so emphatically for like ten years, yeah. longer than ten years.
1: But I, but. Jeff, like you you brought it up before. Like the guy was he was so unbelievably competitive. Like even Jordan, and you see even Kobe now, like Kobe last night, we're taping this on a Monday. Kobe plays the Celtics last night. He's like, Oh, I'm beating the Celtics tonight. And he turns into competitive Kobe, even though his body's not cooperating anymore. He takes twenty-eight shots in thirty-three minutes. And he's still competitive. Like I always thought competitiveness was a quality that just didn't die, that just that just you always had, you're almost like irrational about it. It's how, like, almost like an actress or a model who's in their 60s who's not beautiful anymore still carries themselves like a beautiful person. I didn't know competitiveness yeah. could go away. Have you ever seen, like, what is the, the parallel for this with Tiger in golf where a guy just lost it?
0: Nobody is great as he is was uh has gone probably downhill this much, but if you look at most of the careers of golfers they have about a twenty year window bill that i mean they always hit a peak the guys who played in college hit a peak at about forty five and then they just sort of they need about five years and then all of a sudden they they perk up for the champions tour he obviously turned pro at uh twenty and um and so he his he's hit that he has hit that twenty year mark obviously he hit it a little yeah. earlier but um, I think he could get it back. I mean, that was the best thing about this sort of the I mean, the back surgeries aren't great, but the time away kind of will help him if there's any hope to sort of get the energy again. But you can just only sustain that so long. And he sustained it for a pretty incredible amount of time. And when you think about golf, it's year round. You know, the NBA, those guys can shut it down for a while. They don't really ever shut it down at golf, maybe three or four weeks and, there's just a point where you're going to have a burnout. You're going to have a moment like he's had. And and now I think this is kind of exciting, actually, that he'll step away. And I don't understand this whole thing, though, of like dangling this, that I'm going to play the Masters. There's no sign from anybody that he's practicing and working like he is. There's something there with his corporate partners. He's trying to keep them happy. Or, or maybe he's just trying to keep it in his mind that he, he is going to be coming back soon. But I, think- I, I do I do miss... The, the kind of cranky tiger, like the, 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 the fiery Kobe, you know, the guy who, who didn't care what people thought. And I don't know if he can get that back. That's going to be
1: tough. I it sounds like he's training for esports more than anything. Couldn't you say Greg Norman <laughs> after that last masters when, uh, when he just completely self-destructed and Faldo won and I, that only tournament I ever remember where the guy who won the, the major actually just felt bad for the other guy and wasn't even celebrating. Norman was never the same after that. Like, isn't that kind of a parallel or no? I'm just saying Norman was
2: psychological. Tiger's body broke. I mean, what what happened to Tiger? It's a three-word story. His body broke. He's been fighting injuries, like serious injuries, since 2008. And it it took all the way up until this year, it seems, for him to to finally develop a serious game plan for taking the, the proper amount of time off and for really rehabbing, not rushing back, not being stubborn about it and and having an organized approach to getting back on the golf course and maybe competing at a high level again. That's how we to me, that's how we came up with all these fits and starts over the last handful of years and part of um Tiger's game plan was validated. He won five times as recently as was it 3 years ago, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. So, you you can't say um, his approach has been an abject failure, but, um, you know, if if there is any uh, juice left in in the juice box, um, this approach that he's taking right now seems like the best way to squeeze it out.
1: But, Jeff, you you think it's a little more psychological than House does.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, there's so much going on with his psyche that's just broken, and the stuff with the back, and some of the back... Blowouts on the course. Uh, I, I had no problem at the time questioning that they were, they were fake. I mean, there was one where he was having a back spasm at Firestone, and he started doing the uh, kind of the, the really uh, dramatizations of it all. And then he went right to the car in the parking lot, drove right by the the physio trailer where these there's two guys you know with the strongest hands you can possibly get who could kind of like work it out. He went right to the car and went to the airport. He did it at Torrey Pines, and those are just those were times he just didn't want to be on the course. He just he was miserable. He didn't know where the ball was going. He changed his swing a million times. And that that wasn't physical. I, a lot of people, I think in hindsight now kind of realize those those days were were faked, but um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to kind of believe that. But if you've ever kind of hit rock bottom in golf and you don't know where the ball's going and you and I've certainly have, I've hit that, but I never hit the peak that he hit. It's awful. It's an awful feeling. And I can't even imagine what it feels like for him once having controlled the ball so well just controlled everything just dominated everybody and then just have it go to go to crap it's just got to be it's got to be so (laughs) so depressing
1: i remember like about a year like maybe six seven months after the whole car crash thing happened i wrote a piece about how i thought it was going to be tougher for tiger to come back than it was for ali to come back from his boxing exile and everybody got mad they were like how dare you compare that all that stuff and my argument was really just I think golf's a mental sport. And yeah. I think once, once that seesaw gets messed with and kicked and bounced around um, and you get in your own head and your personal life is crashing and you've been humiliated and you have to change everything about what you're doing, um, my theory was that it was just going to be a lot tougher for somebody like him to come back and be to the same level than it was for somebody like Ali. Where basically you just you train again, you get back in. Now Ali was never the same physically after that exile, but his brain was the same, and he could see the same things, and he fought some of his best fights after. And I just wonder, like uh, even somebody like Tom Watson. Remember when he started missing putts, and it just kind of snowballed, and he was never really the same. And it's like such a small thing, but I think when you get older, you take less chances. You know, you're a little more cautious. You're a little more – you're second-guessing yourself too much, and it can really spiral, and that's got to be part of what's going on with him, don't you think, Tiger? Yeah,
2: to me, though, uh, as much as anything with Tiger, and it makes him a unique case in in this singular respect, a big part of his uh, dominance came from his intimidation. He made other golfers think that they could not beat him, and and he sustained yeah. that for such a long period of time when that um you know when that uh uh the, the thanksgiving night uh uh get glass shattering went down that really was like cracking open the window to the rest of the golf world and and you True. know giving everybody a, a look in like hey maybe this is our way in maybe uh you know he,
1: he, this is how we're going to beat this guy yeah, and the Y.E. Yang thing I think was a big thing too. All right, let's quickly uh, – we're going to audible to the Masters. Uh, I mean, I could talk about Tiger for 10 hours, but I, I don't want to hijack your pod. But I really enjoyed that. I wanted your take on that. I, Tiger, to me, he's in the, the short list of greatest athletes I've ever seen, and it's just it's just staggering to me that it might be over. I, I really always thought there was going to be one more – some sort of comeback, it's just – we all keep waiting for that Saturday when it's like, uh-oh, Tigers birdied the first four of the five, and here it goes. And it's just the thought that that actually might not happen is is shocking to me. It really is. Don't, don't cut
2: him out yet. It was just okay. uh, eight months ago, if that, that he was in uh, the last tournament of the season playing for the right to go play on in the, in the FedEx Cup. I mean, he was he was leading the tournament, or he was second at, at the Wyndham down in uh, North Carolina. Right, Jeff?
0: Yeah, there's, there's still hope, Bill. I mean, it's an, okay. it can be an old man's game. The problem is it's just become kind of a young man's game of late. But, you know, this is the 30th anniversary of Jack's win, and he won at 46, but he just has to clear so much from his head. And, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of what he's doing now. Yeah, he can get it back. There, there, He can have a run. I know he's not going to beat Jack's record now. That's going to be really tough. But there, he, there could be life in the old Tiger one more time at Augusta.
1: God, can you imagine, like, what, in 2008 just – that tiger wouldn't break jack nicholas's record that had to have been like a minus minus a thousand favorite to break that record like when he was he was like 32 he was already fourths of the way there all right masters quickly and then i'm gonna go phil mickelson is 15 to one to win the masters and i don't know i i just i keep looking at him i i just like him talk me out of it
0: House, uh, since you've already shot him down on this, I'll take this one uh, on the pod. I, I, there's nothing wrong with Phil at fifteen to one. It's just it's such a he should be about twenty five. Okay. I mean, there's there's plenty to love, Bill. Don't get me wrong. He looks uh, other than his face, he's got some sort of skin thing going on that that's kind of weird. He I don't know he had a bad chemical peel or something oh, and, no. uh, <laughs> so he's a little self-conscious about that yeah that's that's probably the only negative about Phil right now because his swing looks <laughs> phenomenal he's tightened it up um he his the other thing to watch it's a little goofy and House and I discussed it last week he he likes to just absolutely ram about three and four footers which isn't a really smart thing to do on these screens but uh, no, it, it, it's like he can kind of come in a little bit quietly right now. And, and while everybody's focusing on the young guys, uh, he loves that kind of scenario. So it's yeah. absolutely the kind of course he knows he can hang around all day long and then maybe make a run on Sunday. And, no, I would not be shocked if he wins. But 15-1s, to 1's. right, House? That's not very sexy. Yeah,
2: you need you need much better odds than that. 25-1 to 1 makes a lot more sense. The other thing I saw with Phil, I loved his post uh, – tournament interview after Houston um, yesterday must have been last night he said well I I was I was kind of playing this golf course to the shots that I want to play at Augusta I wasn't really playing this golf course to score on this golf course I wanted to hit some shots and see how I I felt about them um, here here in Houston essentially saying "I, I was here this week to practice The Masters, not here to win this tournament at all, and I still rattled off uh, a ten under. That's that's some big balls. Mm. That's some big Phil balls. I like
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) break them out, Phil. Break them out, Um, Phil. Quickly, quickly. Then I'm gonna go. Here are a bunch of guys whose odds range between twenty five to one and fifty to one. And you tell me who you like out of all of these. I won't even tell you what the odds are for them, but they're between twenty five to one and fifty to one. Henrik Stenson, Justin Rose, Louis Uth... I can never say that one. Yeah. Charles Schwartz or Carl Schwartz or whatever his name is. Uh, Matsuyama. Well, I listen, I I just watched the majors. I don't know how to pronounce the names. Patrick Reed, Brant Snedeker, Danny Willett, Sergio Garcia, and uh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix, a.k.a. Zach Johnson. <laughs> who do I... Who who, who do you like out of that group?
0: I I, I love Stenson the way he just played in Houston. He just lost to – I know he just lost to the great Jim Herman, which was a great story. Donald Trump saved his career. And, and uh, Stenson played beautifully. He did exactly what he wanted to do. The only thing with him is how he how does he putt here. But he's had a few moments. He's a guy – Rose was the guy I was bullish on a while ago. But the, the short game has been kind of funky the last few weeks. Um, but he did – do a killer video with Niall Horn and Justin Timberlake on Sunday going to visit surprise visit the kids at the drive chip and putt so maybe he'll have some karma from that. Nice. What do you like? I'm guys? looking for any angle really.
2: <laughs> I, I um, love Patrick Reed here this week. He uh, is a, uh, an Augusta State guy so he's played this golf course. He's had a ton of top tens already this season now a bunch of them were, were in calendar year 2015. He hit a little bit of a Slow stretch um, once the calendar flipped to 2016, the last three tournaments have all been top tens, and I he's playing with a chip on his shoulder because folks don't include him in that top four, and he's age wise, you know, right there with those guys, and he's he's got four wins. He had three wins before the age of 25 that put him in company like uh, uh, Tiger and uh, you know some of the historical greats. Um, I I think he, he's uh, he, he gets hot and stays hot. That's both his temperament and the way that he plays golf. I like him this week at the 40-to-1 delicious number.
1: I'm seeing 45-to-1. All oh, right, those better. are two good recommendations. Uh, all right, before I go, can you tell me, so Louis Oosthuizen, how do you say that one? Louis Oosthuizen
0: works. Uh, I've heard Hazen, yeah. Oosthuizen okay. <laughs> works, yeah. Louis.
1: Uh, Carl Schwartzel. Charles, Charles, almost like Charo,
0: but Charles, yeah, Uh, another South African, yeah, yeah, thrilling man, really dynamic personality I was going to (laughs)
1: say, not a stand-up comic No, (laughs) no, he
0: will not be, he will not be replacing uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel anytime
1: soon He makes Vijay Singh look like John Daly, and then uh, Hideki Matsuyama, I got that one right you did. You nailed that. First try. It was awesome. Great. Uh, th- guys, it yeah. was a privilege and an honor, and I'm glad I didn't embarrass myself. Uh, the-, <laughs> the shack house pod is turned over to you. House, try not to eat too much. Try not to. Does Jeff know the story about when you lay naked on a bathroom floor in Portland, Oregon? Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I'll share that with him at dinner tonight because I haven't eaten anything yet today, and I'm starving, and and there's only one (laughs) one direction that can go in. Although I might hold out. We're going over to the grounds tomorrow. I have some pimento cheese sandwiches in my future.
1: Mm. Mm. House ate so Mm. much at the seafood place in Portland and then also had Bloody Mary's that, first of all, he disappeared from the table, and he was sitting in a phone (laughs) booth that didn't have a phone. He was just sitting in there, like slumped in. I actually thought he had been shot. I needed a break. But he was just there <laughs> in a semi-coma. And then he went back to his hotel, and his he had so much blood in his body that he took all his clothes off. I wasn't here for this part, thank God. He took all his clothes off and lay on an ice-cold bathroom floor, it was face blood, down. It was
2: blood <laughs> in my stomach. I needed to push it out to the other extremities. I thought the floor would help. <laughs>
1: Anyway, that's your, that's your dinner partner uh, for the next couple of days wow. in Augusta. Enjoy it, fellas. I'm turning the pot over <laughs> Thanks, to Bill. you. Thanks,
2: Bill. Yeah, Bill Simmons.
0: Uh, all right. It's time for a little bit of a break from our friends from Callaway. We really appreciate everything they're doing for Shack House, as we do Bill. Uh, you know, they've partnered, our friends at Callaway, with, uh, this week with YouTube Trip Shot Guru's Dude Perfect. I don't know if you've heard of these guys. they got 9 million subscribers on YouTube, 17 million on Facebook. They have some serious, serious Paul House. Uh, And they put a Callaway Chrome Soft golf ball making its way through a five-story Rube Goldberg machine that triggers some entertaining trick shots and shenanigans with Callaway's Chrome Soft ball, which has amazing soft feel but goes fast and long. Hey, and by the way, free shipping on Chrome Soft all month check out the video with dude perfect these guys are so much fun callaway backslash dude perfect the first major of the year starts this week and you can play one week fantasy golf for free at draftkings.com just pick six golfers before the first tee times on thursday morning stay under the salary cap rack up points for streaks per hole performers tournament finishes and more outscore the competition and you could win Whether you're a master of golf or just ready to try a new fantasy sport, DraftKings brings the excitement of the game to a whole new level with every monster drive and every made putt bringing you closer to victory. Victory! And DraftKings has more fantasy golf. Choose from a variety of sports to showcase your winning skills. Millions of sports fans just like you have already discovered DraftKings. Now it's your turn. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Fantasy golf contests begin when tournaments tee off and the next one starts Thursday morning. So hurry to DraftKings DraftKings.com now to choose your golfers and play for free with promo code house. How about that house? Promo house. Code house. Enter promo code house to play for free now. Only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. And we want to tell you about our other sponsor, Seeky. Frustrated trying to buy tickets online, house? Most sites that make it complicated, then they try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's why you need, need to try SeatGeek. Of course, if you're here at Augusta this week, you want to try SeatGeek just because you drive by those people on the street who are trying to sell tickets, and who needs that? SeatGeek's made it easier and straightforward than ever to buy and sell sport and concert tickets. Uh, House, I know you're going to be coming this week. Trust me, when you drive up Washington, you're going to see those uh, desperate hawkers. You're going you're to feel for the people who didn't use SeatGeek.
2: SeatGeek is the only way to go. I wouldn't trust any of those dudes down on the street.
0: You know, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I just used it the other day to look at tickets for the Masters. Now, House, they aren't cheap, but you can get into practice rounds Monday and Tuesday for about half the price of a Sunday badge. Uh, Even Wednesday, Par 3, it goes up a little bit because, of course, everybody wants to see the Par 3 contest. Trust me, practice rounds are just fine. SeatGeek has taken all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. SeatGeek pulls all the tickets available on sites into one place so you can save time and never miss a deal. You can either set alerts for upcoming games and SeatGeek will let you know if ticket prices fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see uh, the view of your seat. Of course, at the Masters, you'll be sitting on a, a nice piece of beautiful ryegrass turf and it'll be all very comfortable and all sorts of fun stuff to buy inside the gates, including including those pimento cheese sandwiches house. Don't even touch that. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, SeatGeek shows you the full ticket price from start to finish and never surprises you with huge fees at checkout. Our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, enter promo code house, another promo code house. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code HOUSE today. All right, so we've got the Masters. We've got the NBA draft this summer. We love this new slogan, the green room guys that ESPN's calling people. Green room guys, green room this. Then you got your second round picks, and you got your uh, your invitations to uh, to camp, right, uh, HOUSE? Your, your free agents, your D-League D guys. Let's try to uh, figure out who our green room golfers are. Who's going to be uh, wearing that uh, that hot suit and uh, having shaking hands with the commissioner at the Masters this year? I love it. Uh, you want me to throw out my uh, my green room guys? Yeah, I
2: want to hear your green room guys.
0: I got a dozen. All right, these are the only people who can win the Masters. To be to be brutally blunt, Jason Day, Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy. In the green room, I'm going to include Mickelson, Stenson, Tazen. Schwartzel, Fowler, Rose, and DJ. But I really like those first five. I just don't see the winner coming from somebody other than those five unless they get a, a screwy weather uh, tea time deal. You like my green room group? The
2: only thing, did you say Spieth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, good, so good. In I, I These are my to, first five. I have to turn up my, uh, Day, my Scott, hearing. Dave Scott, Watson, Spieth, and McElroy. It
0: sounds like a nice law firm.
2: <laughs> it really does. You 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 can blast right through it. So I don't have any argument with any of those twelve. Um, I agree that those are all appropriate green room candidates, and I don't have anybody really knocking on the door to bust in. You know, there, there isn't anybody climbing up the 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 draft board um based on recent performance that i would put no. in there because the 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 tournaments so far this season have been won by major winners all guys that are in in it, properly in in the green room so um you know it's, it it may be yeah. boring but that's the green room is right those those are the top 12
0: yeah okay so to, to kind of validate i think that point here are the uh, here are my late first round picks Snedeker, Zach Johnson, former winner, Matt Kuchar, Hideki Matsuyama, Bill Haas, Sergio Garcia. I mean, they all. I don't know. They could. They could something magical could happen, and they might be right there at the end. But I, I just, I have issues with every one of those players being able to to play the course as we see it. And 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 I've got to tell you how the course. It's just fitting the bombers again it's lush as can be man you've got to bomb it out there yeah
2: so you walked it this morning a little bit um and you felt the grass under your feet did it feel like they 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 uh, let the fairways grow up a little bit to to, um favor the bombers again
0: yeah yeah so what they do if people kind of wonder like they think i'm a little nuts when i say you know the fairways aren't really as good at Augusta as they should be the club got really tired of people hitting it too far So the fairways are at a pretty normal mowing height for most golf courses. And then they mow them in one direction towards the tee. So as the day goes, the grass really grows there and it lays down towards the tee. And then that slows down the ball. And that's why you don't see a lot of roll. And so that's why the last few years, you've just had to bomb it kind of over. You're almost like carrying it over this, this sort of negative push from the grass. And that's why there's that feeling that you really need to carry it about 300 yards to have a chance to, to kind of go with the par fives and to have decent short irons into the par fours.
2: So on, on that note, you That's mentioned the, two guys yeah. that I don't think belong in that second tier for, for just the reason you, you described. Zach Johnson can't be in that second second tier, even though he won. He won yeah. under the most unique circumstances uh, Augusta has seen in the last 20-some 20, 20 years, temperatures in the 40s and winds up to 20 miles an hour that made every par five a three-shot par five. And the other guy that, that um, I was surprised when I was doing my research for this to, to um, find out that Matt Kuchar doesn't really hit the ball very far. He is, he's not in the long uh, bomber category, and I would have him outside no. of that, that no, second tier also. The guys that I like in that second tier yeah. that I didn't hear you mention, I, uh, Patrick Reed, Danny Willett, Mark Leishman couple few couple few names there okay
0: that's my second round so let me give you yeah let me give you the second round picks and i'll maybe you'll feel better uh kevin kisner uh aiken south carolina boy making his debut at the masters really he's been playing very well for a while brandon grace who's contended a bunch of majors especially last year uh rafael cabrera beo who played very well again at houston patrick reed danny willett brooks kepka Andy Sullivan, this Englishman who a lot of people don't know about. Really nice player. Uh, Bernd Wiesberger, an Austrian. Really nice player, contended a PGA. And just just to make you happy, I threw in Bryson DeChambeau. Although he'll be, he's playing New Irons this week. I, ne- I never like a guy debuting New Irons in a major championship. That's just weird to me.
2: I agree with you. That is So that, in a way, is a concession, right? He's an amateur. He um, has made this... Um, commitment he's he's saying essentially i'm not going to win this week i'm not going to be the first amateur in in uh 80 years Oh no no
0: no no not in his mind (laughs) well well, well, not in his mind what
2: what, what's the so this is interesting uh because um and i i can't wait till he breaks through so we can really um get some in-depth um some in-depth stories about his background and so forth out to the public but um this guy is, is is held out as a cerebral guy. He has the most unique set of golf clubs in, in all of professional slash high end amateur golf. Um, he's a physics he's got a physics background. He um, has this reputation for rotating out balls because he has a point of view on when the balls um, get damaged. Um, for a guy with that kind of pedigree, uh, um, that intellectual acumen, he's going to walk in and, and attempt something that has never, not once in, in uh, the history of the four majors, and I, I have no way of backing this up, um, been proven out as a, as a legitimate approach, which is to, to break in a brand new set of golf clubs.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bold move, but he makes a lot of bold moves, and he studied the golf course. I just think he's probably going to end up overthinking this a little bit, and uh, there's just there's just too many other players to like who are who are have a little more experience and who who know the golf course and who can kind of I mean you know again Phil's going to kind of almost come in under the radar. There's so many players like that: Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler, um, suddenly kind of quietly coming in, but who's just played beautifully in the major. So I. I, I'm just uh, I'm excited we have an amateur, uh, if you can call him that at this point when he's wearing scripted clothes and playing his new uh, new company's irons. But uh, you know the, that's that's another story for another day. But let's get to the prop bits because those are kind of fun. So now we've we've kind of got our first and second round guys. Uh, Alex Myers at GolfDigest.com, my you know, one of my colleagues did a fun piece. House, I think you saw it uh, before I did on the uh, just fun prop bits. And I love one of the first ones he threw out that um, one of the, uh, the, the fine casinos in Vegas is offering. The winner's age over under. And
2: it's set at 30.5 years. Over under house. I love it. Um, and it's really giving me fits because I want to <laughs> bet a certain way this week. Um, but my heart is, belongs to a, to a different um, set of players. I am going to take the over on this prop because I want to root mm. this week for Bubba and for Phil. Um, but I think, you know, if, I were, if I'm, if I'm going to gamble with money, it's going to be on dudes under 30 and a half. Um, but I, I, on this one, I'm willing to um, gamble the way that my heart is leading me, and I'm going to take the over. Uh, I, I probably
0: will too. I, oh. uh, so your under candidates would include Spieth, McElroy, Day, Fowler. Your overs would give you Watson, Rose, Scott, Ustasen, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Schwartzel, and Stenson. And I think there's just a little more. I, I you know Augusta just I love that it requires some local knowledge. I think we're going to have some interesting weather, so the wind's going to be in 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 a, part of the equation and i I got to interview Adam Scott a little bit yesterday. Sorry, blatant name drop there, but he is so confident right now. He's so calm um, and I just I and Bubba too. Bubba just took the day off. He didn't even show up to Augusta on Monday. He's feeling that good and he was he was in great spirits yesterday house. He comes out for the drive chip and pot. He loves the kids. He loves seeing that. He loves putting on the green jacket. It just takes him to another level. So I think just those two alone on the over. Then you throw in the way Phil could just do like a Nicholas 86 thing. Although I don't know if that's even a fair comparison since he finished second last year. Um, And then you got the two South Africans. So so good. We're in agreement. We're taking the over.
2: We're taking the over. You want to call that one in? We're both old guys, so it it fits.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're, we're, we're anti-millennialist All right so who will the winner hug first excluding their caddy um, child plus 450 parent plus a thousand we've got uh the wife girlfriend plus 125 wife holding child plus 165 that would uh that could that could be Bubba's wife holding the second child they adopted and no hug at plus 1200. I, that must be thinking of the South Africans. I don't know. <laughs>
2: well, that's right. I I can't remember uh, seeing Schwartzel hug anybody. Although, well uh, maybe no, no. did he hug? I don't remember. He him. just shoots animals. That's
0: awesome.
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 going. Um, I like no. So hug. yeah, no hug are the odds that I like the best. I like twelve to well, one no. on this, and I I think it's possible. Yeah. That if my long shot uh Patrick Reed wins he 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 will um just go around with his arms up, he's not going to put his arms down, he's going to walk around with triumphant arms, he's going to have them straight up uh and and not be willing to put his arms down until the green jacket is on his shoulders,
0: yeah. Well, all right, we'll see. I don't know. I th- I feel like there's going to be a lot of hugging and I think it's going to be a wife. Um, so, all right, one more prop bet house before we get to uh to some fun Twitter questions about Augusta. Uh winning margin, one stroke is at 9 to 4, two strokes 3 to 1, three strokes 5 to 1, four plus strokes 9 to 2. They're not really uh they're kind of I don't know, that's that's an odd combination of bets. Um so one stroke and four plus are the same, but two strokes is three to one. Three strokes, five to one. These are, these are terrible numbers, probably to be throwing out on a podcast. But <laughs> I feel like this one's just going to be close. I think this is going to be a one shot win. I don't. I just there's too many people playing too well.
2: Yeah, I I would, I'm just going to take two course, strokes because the odds are slightly better. I'm doing it just just for the slightly okay. better payout. Um, but I agree with you. It's going to be. I, yeah. I, I envision a Masters that's super tight this year.
0: In the last ten Masters, only speeth has been by four or more strokes. Um, so the other options have all happened three times. Uh, it doesn't mention there uh, a tie in a playoff. I don't know how that works. Uh, they're offering they're offering some odds on that. But we'll we'll uh, check out Alex Meyer's piece at GolfDigest.com. Really good read, a lot of fun. Alex has a lot of fun with the numbers and good stuff like that. Um, so House, let's get to the speed round. Brought to our brought to us by our friends at Callaway. Uh, and their new XR driver where fast meets forgiveness Boeing helped make this driver the fastest one out their house you have one in your bag I don't think we need their help with the speed round you probably I probably need a little bit of speed off the tee and the XR is just a beautiful beautiful piece of equipment but let's, uh, let's get to some Twitter questions via uh, our, our uh, many fine followers who we actually asked about uh, about 10 days ago now but we ended up scrapping all the Masters questions for this week uh the first one comes from Adam Sarson uh, who you whose work you know and no laying up has a really good podcast. Check it out. Adam asks, besides eleven, what hole at Augusta would you change, and what would you do and, and uh he's he's asking that we only pick one house. What do you got
2: i um have been slightly confused by what's going on with seven. It has seemingly <laughs> changed identity like once every two years and now it is it's a it's a critical hole because it's a hole that separates the guys that um, win and can win from the rest of the crowd it's one of the, the the holes that's kind of a differentiator the guys who perform best on on seven and then a handful of other holes are the guys that that win the tournament and it's, it's, a, it's a monster hole, it's a beast hole, and it, it was not like that 30 years ago when Jack Nicklaus uh, won the 86 Masters. What's going on with seven?
0: Yeah, they they got carried away lengthening it and then planting a bunch of trees. And when you look at a golf course routing, you want it to have an ebb and flow. And it's like a it's like a any kind of a script and a story. You want to have moments that are comic relief and you want to have moments that are that are serious. And a golf course, you know, you need comic relief holes, you need dramatic hard uh, you know, compelling holes. You need all these different elements. And the 7th was sort of this kind of cool in between hole that you could really easily make five and you could also pretty easily make a birdie and now it's just like this hang on for dear life thing so that's a great pick house i um but i'm obsessed with the back nine and i have to go to the swarm of trees they planted between the 15th and the 17th i was just out there today And, you know, remember, they they created this golf course to make it look like the old course and to feel like it. So, like, you could hit in these super wide fairways, which drives a lot of people nuts. But that was the point. And the 17th green has all these cool angles that have all been shut off by all the tree planting. And so I would just blow out the trees on 17 to to answer Adam's question and make that fairway one again with the 15th hole. And it would fix – it would make both holes more fun. Uh, The guys just can't quite attack those two holes like they used to. They're so defensive. Um, all right, this is the 30th anniversary house. Excuse me, the 30th anniversary of the 86 Masters, 20th anniversary of Greg Norman's collapse. Howard Reefs, uh, excellent commentator on Twitter and a great student of golf course design also. He wants to know, Norman's collapse at the 96 Masters, is that the biggest choke in, in golf, or Jean Vandevelde at the 1990 Open Championship when he uh, threw up on the 18th at Carnoustie?
2: So my answer is, is Vandevelde because... He had the tournament one, and uh, I I might not have thought of this, um, but for the fact that he actually did it, he he could make six with a putter, and he demonstrated his ability to do so on, on video. I can't remember what program, um, whether it was a sixty Minutes piece, I don't remember where I saw it. Maybe it was like Real Sports. Uh, sp- speaking of our friends at HBO, um, where he took a putter and made a six yeah. um, from from tee to green, playing uh, at exactly the length that was uh, and the setup that was in place when he when he uh, gacked away the the, the Open Championship. Um, also, by far to me the most heartbreaking because. You know, is the 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 story of an unheralded player finding that lightning in a bottle for four days, and he you know he found it for seventy one holes, um, and and couldn't get seventy two in the books.
0: Yeah, no, and and he had it going, and then it's one hole. Norman had a lot of time to think about it. Uh, Sam Weinman. Uh, the editor at GolfDigest.com has a new book coming out this year, and they they put a, a chapter up on our website at GolfDigest.com. And Sam has some really interesting insights into Norman's collapse. And one of the things that Norman talks about is it, just he wasn't feeling good at all about his swing. Uh, he had a business situation that was bothering him. There are all sorts of things going on. And I, I know people like to pick on the way he collapsed, and Greg Norman's a choker, and this and that. But there's such a difference between – having all the time to think about what could go wrong all day before you tee off at 3 o'clock. People forget that. And then going out there, and obviously Nick Fowler shoots 67, and it was a long kind of slow drip sort of collapse, whereas Vandeveld's was just a, a just a brutal, uh, mindless, just disaster and kind of a freak show. And um, I, I mean, I, I don't like to pick on anybody choking in golf because these people are putting themselves out there in a way that they can – be so easily humiliated, and they're so good at what they do, and I I just never feel great about uh, calling it choking. I mean, that's what it is, and Johnny calls it that. But uh, uh, Norman's never bothered me that much because also, even if he just shot, uh, what, 70... Three, I believe, or 74, he would have lost to Faldo, so Faldo shot 67, and nobody remembers that, nobody talks about it, now, we had a conference call last week, and Jim Nance kind of like brought it up to remind everybody, hey, you know, Nick Faldo's on the line, he won three Masters, and uh, feel free to answer, uh, ask him a question about winning on the, you know, uh, uh, in 1996, so um, last question house from Mark Whittig. do you like the traditional hole locations?
2: I, I do. I love them. And do you it know what is, that means. I is, think you do. Yeah. I, I think I do. Um, maybe I'll, I'll let you explain um, if I get it wrong. But it's part of the Augusta tradition, L- seeing the course every single unlike year. Unlike any other. Unlike any other. Hello, friends. Um, I <laughs> uh, in, enjoy seeing the competition competed um, over the same, uh, you know, kind of of uh, setting, even though you know we just had this conversation about how um, the folks running the joint have changed certain holes over the years. The pin placements um, are are consistent, and I like you know sort of my, my my brain processing what has to happen for the for the players to be successful at various positions, and and um, I like that that consistency. It enhances my viewing experience.
0: It does. And it, it's sort of where they got in trouble when they started drifting from some of them. And they probably learned uh, a pretty harsh lesson on that. And the one thing I would say that I like is the traditional locations, but when they throw in one or two on the back nine that are a little bit different than normal and just to spice it up because you don't want it to become too predictable. Interestingly, Bryson DeChambeau borrowed a bunch of DVDs of recent masters from Jim Nance and feels like he's charted out where every hole location is going to be, which is kind of fun. I'm, I, he's going to come in the press center. Hopefully we're going to be able to ask him about that. Um, and that kind of predictability is almost – it's its kind of cool in that a player could overthink it, but it's also a little bit weird in that you do want to have some spontaneity, some surprise. and. My, my, to answer uh, Mark's question, my bigger issue is like, in recent years, essentially the club has made the course very hard for three days, and then they try to flip a switch and let the guys go at all those pins you know how so that you every viewer who's watched the Masters knows. and It's very hard to tell a player to put them on in a defensive mode for three days and kind of slap them around and, and make them feel bad and then go, okay, Sunday now, put on a show for us. And I think the last two years Fred Ridley who heads that committee has kind of backed off those first three days and allowed the guys to make a few more birdies and not feel so beaten down by Sunday Um, so that would be my one quibble kind of with the way they do their traditional approach if that makes some sense
2: yeah the Sunday theater is the whole point of of the traditional uh, holes and I understand your quibble but um we still inevitably in in invariably uh, get our sunday back 9 roars and we even had a little bit um with with jordan last year um even if, we have, if guys are are you know if there's some distance between players those the traditional hole placements um do produce on the back 9 the the drama that i think uh, you know that the club intends and, and that um, TV loves.
0: Yeah, yeah, Spieth didn't really feel like he had sealed the victory until his tee shot on 18, I believe he said. And that's that's kind of what they want. They wanted to at least feel like there's, even though he ended up winning by four, uh, they want there to be some sense that the players can make a run, and, and I think that's great. It, and like I said, they learned their lesson. They kind of got a little away from that, and it was unfortunate. So, House, you're in Augusta. Before we wrap up here, I'm what, here. Are you, uh, what are you looking forward to out on the golf course um, the first thing i 'm looking for what forward are you eating to- i want to know what's what's on the what 's on the agenda food wise
2: yeah so that that 's the first thing i 'm going to do is walk to um, the food station um, I, the, the one I like, that's a little, it's a little bit off the beaten path. is is over by seven because it allows you to get, uh, you know, a, a couple delicious pimento cheese sandwiches. Then walk up to the back of of the green mm. at seven and watch the balls come in. And now because um, guys, the the hole is so long, guys are hitting you know longer irons in there. They can't hit the super high you know, soft ones. Um, And it's a fun vantage point to have um, with a couple sandwiches and a delicious domestic beer, which will only run you $4. So that's where I will go first. And I I have not been um, down here for, for practice rounds. So I have no uh, expectations. I don't know what to expect and I don't know exactly where to go other than to that food stand, which is where I'm going to go post haste. As soon as I hit the door, hit the gate, I mean,
0: and there's, And even better news, there's a bathroom very close. So depending on how many pimento cheese sandwiches you've got that to kind of fall back on. Well, I won't have any problem with
2: the cheese sandwiches. It'll be the beers.
0: Okay, it'll be the beers.
2: Now, are you a dessert guy? I uh, can be under the right circumstances. I've been told there's something to look forward to. I'm interested in you telling me a little bit more about it.
0: Well, I, I, I did tease last week. Chairman Payne has introduced a Georgia Peach ice cream sandwich. It's peach ice cream with two uh cookies on either side, kind of a sugar cookie and i I feel he deserves some sort of award, some sort of recognition, maybe a plaque on the golf course because it's pretty unbelievable and the thing about it house is the ice cream it's not one of the it's not a hockey puck you know when you when you get it it's ready to go. You don't have to sit there and wait for the thing to thaw out and it's just, oh, it's so good. So keep an eye out. They're not at every stand, I don't believe, so they do provide them in the media center and it is really rather cruel to walk by that little frozen thing every day and kind of think I could eat about four of these we're not not a healthy we're
2: recording it's it's a monday we're recording this it's it's nearly eight o'clock at night i didn't get a chance to really eat anything all day today you should see my face right now i just did i mouthed the (laughs) omfg as you described that 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 cookie sandwich i that means i have to save some room for that and and i'll be goddamned if i'm not going to eat three pimentos and three egg salads tomorrow so i got to figure out a way maybe I'll, i'll i'll drink one less beer so that i have room for for that ice cream sandwich that is that is spectacular what you just described jeff shackleford
0: okay well we do need to wrap this up because we need to get food in you tate needs to see the national championship game uh and we need to talk about a few things to remind people uh that they need to check up on before we leave this first of all uh before we talk about our sponsors 86 masters house we talked about it last week masters.com for one week only is streaming it the full three-hour broadcast so people please check it out the club will uh, uh be looking at how many people check it out it should probably end up on youtube but you'll you will not regret it it nope. will get you so pumped for this masters yeah. you'll be bouncing off the walls
2: power of the shack house we were we asked for it we begged for it we were on our well, knees for it last week and bing bang boom thank you masters thank you I I wouldn't dare take credit. Uh, All right. So a couple of reminders from our
0: our good friends at Callaway. All right. You can do it. Uh, I'm the one who has to go in the media center, so I can't take credit. (laughs) Um, Our friends at Callaway have partnered with Vice Sports. They've got a great video up right now of Lydia Ko, another one of Andres Gonzalez. And another of Jamie Sedlowski, But there's a great one debuting with Kevin Kisner this week. And when he pulls off that, uh, that shocking win as kind of the, the, the almost local boy from Aiken, you're going to want to check this out. He's uh, had a meteoric rise, uh, almost won the players last year, played so clutch down the stretch. He's now number four in the FedEx Cup. And I know, House, how you study those FedEx Cup standings. Uh, so Vice went around with him for a day off uh, in Aiken. Played some casual golf, watched him drink beer, gambled on the round, and uh, just watched a tour pro get away from them all. So check it out, callawaygolf.com backslash vice sports. Really cool content there. And, uh, of course, our friends at DraftKings, we thank them so much for sponsoring the show. First golf major of the year starts this week, and you can play one-week fantasy golf for free at DraftKings.com. So hurry to DraftKings.com now to choose your golfers and play for free with promo code HOUSE, all caps, HOUSE. Enter promo code HOUSE to play for free now, only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. And HOUSE, one more thing from our friends at Callaway. They didn't ask us to mention this, but I have to mention it. Uh, they have a great podcast up at CallawayGolf.com uh, backslash Augusta2016, where there's all sorts of great content, but especially there's a chat with uh, Tom Watson. you got to you got to listen to Uh, The Millennials, AJ and Chad, uh, hashtag Chad, talk to him. This is Tom Watson's final Masters, which is kind of getting lost in all this talk this week. Uh, So check that out. And House, you are taking over the Callaway Twitter account at Callaway Golf on, excuse me, at Callaway Golf.
2: Wednesday at 10 a.m., I hear. Is that correct? It is correct. Somebody has made a a grievous engrave. Error in judgment. A big mistake, but I will be in charge of the at Callaway Golf Twitter feed for at least an hour. I don't know how much uh, longer than that. But please please come loaded with questions. That'll be enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're right about that. Uh, That will be enough. Yeah, ask him
0: your questions, folks. Ask him about, you know, how his dinner was tonight, how he finally gets to eat, and ask him all about his uh, food plan for Augusta. You can view the chat at callawaygolf.com backslash Augusta. 2016 and don't forget to check out all the great podcasts at channel 33 and of course the Bill Simmons podcast we thank Bill for joining us today and we're so proud to be a part of the network and on the BS uh, podcast this week finally follow House and I on Twitter he's House from DC I'm Jeff Shack without the K Or just Google Jeff and golf, and my website will come up, and you can find out all all sorts of good stuff there, including my lowdown on Masters Merchandise House. You're going to want to check that out before you go uh, spend a little money and make a little donation to the Augusta National Golf Club. And on that note, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week when we'll have a new Masters champ, somebody in a green jacket. Should be an awesome week. Hope you enjoy all the coverage. Thanks. Check house!